Hello, everybody. Welcome again to the Go Virtues podcast, where we bring you our experiences and stories about the virtues in fa- in families and children. Uh, we come here every single week to have casual discussions, like two friends over a cup of coffee, sometimes with guests too, um, to discuss the many aspects of family life and how wonderful and uh, how celebratory it can be if we did it in a positive way, in a fun way, in an encouraging way, um, with lots of warmth and lots of joy. So here's me right at the top of the program wishing you guys um, a lot of warmth and joy in your own families as well. And we're about to get started today. My co-host Shireen is with me. Hi Shireen, how are you? Hi Richard, I'm good. How are you today? Very good, very good. We're about to get started Shireen today. Um, and and in the in the previous episode, we spoke about uh, the guide, and uh, and we also started touching on boundaries. So I thought, why not have a discussion on this very uh, testing topic, um, <laughs> a, a topic that results in many battles between children and parents? Oh, yes. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, I think it's the one thing that really helps children to make their own decisions when they become adults and I yeah. think it's I think it's absolutely essential to start using this from a very young age so I think it's a very important topic and I can't wait to start discussing it yeah, I, yeah. I can't wait to get I can't wait to get started as well and you, you know you've got the experience of teenage uh, girls now now adults even yeah. um, and and I'm still back you know <laughs> in the other end of the spectrum with with a young child so I'm sure you know we'll have a lot to discuss yeah but uh, you know what's interesting Richard is that sometimes even you know even when you have a young child or a teen or a young adult you know parents just remain parents I mean you're I mean I'm 50 and my parents are around 80 until today there's a part of them that you know just treats me like that child and they still continue to do things that they did when I was 10 (laughs) does that resonate with you Yep. Yeah, of course. We were discussing earlier, isn't it, that I remember even when I was uh, when I graduated from university, I started working 24, mm-hmm. 25 years old already. Um, and I'm not back by a certain time or my parents can't get a hold of me and I'm still getting texts and calls. Yes. Are you home yet? You know, so I, I don't think that goes away. <laughs> <laughs> never. It does never goes. I think parenting lasts forever. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, it's a yes. definitely a very special bond and one of the most sacred relationships in the world. So totally. when we look, when we when we speak about boundaries, um, the three things or the three virtues that that come to my mind straight away um, mm-hmm. is assertiveness, respect, and trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, being assertive because as parents we are the authority figures. So um, you know, although we can uh, we can create respectful relationships. We need to assert what we feel is right at a, at a mm-hmm. particular moment in time. So we should not be too flexible mm-hmm. in certain things. Um, so yeah. I, I would like to start with that assertiveness because part of setting boundaries and part of being this authority figure is to have that virtue of assertiveness. Uh, sometimes yes. our children um, you know, tend to make our emotions sway a little bit. Um, and mm-hmm. there's a very fine line uh, being, you know, a disciplinarian. I, I don't mean uh, assertive as being disrespectful or being unkind, but right. um, we'll tap into that. So Lovely. assertiveness. Yep. Assertiveness is speaking one's truth with peaceful confidence. It is discerning the song we were given to sing and using our talents as a gift to the world. We have the courage to speak up for what we believe is right. We tell the truth about what is just, 
Assertiveness comes from knowing our own words and honoring the dignity of who we are. We stand on our own holy ground and set boundaries without guilt. We never beg or make demands. We ask for what we need by making simple, positive requests. We treat ourselves with respect and expect respect at all times. Wow. That's a lot that I resonate with. And that one line, you know, we ask for what we need by making simple, positive requests. Love it. I mean, that is absolutely pinning what assertiveness is and without feeling guilty at all. As parents, sometimes we feel so guilty that we have to say no or we have to set boundaries with children. But that is it, you know, actually making these requests positively, trusting that they're right with the right amount of authority and Mm -hmm. living up to them is Mm -hmm. really what we need to do without feeling any guilt because we know it's good for our children. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, look, it's, it's a great virtue. It's an important virtue. Um, A lot of us, depending on our upbringing or our culture, we have been trained to say things sometimes, been trained not to say things sometimes. Um, You know, we've been trained um, you know, not to be disrespectful. Uh, sometimes there are societal norms where we aren't able to speak up. But it's a very different world out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like as if assertiveness, uh, when, when, when we look at the true sense of the word, what it is, standing on our own holy ground, setting boundaries without guilt, we never beg or make demands. So assertiveness is not us demanding other people to do things. Yeah, right. But it's standing up for what you feel is right. Yes, and yes. there's a lot of kindness in that, a lot of compassion in that, a lot yes. of understanding in that, but still yes. standing up for what you think is right. And there's a lot of justice in that as well, Richard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as you were speaking, I was reminded of um, many societies and many communities, even way back in India. You know, so in so many cultures, like girls are taught not to be assertive because it's just, yeah. you know, it, it, the society is a very uh, male-driven society. And, you know, we hear of things like, um, you know, girls getting raped and things like that. And because mm. they're so scared, because now it's not accepted in the society they Mm. just don't talk about it they don't they can't be assertive and under that there's so much that is just brewing and you know now uh you see these things just you know they're they're being thrown out like this volcano erupting and now suddenly that's why there's so much of empowerment equality and all of these different things you know with both the genders yeah yeah absolutely no I, i i agree with you um, so when we speak about assertiveness and setting boundaries and ground rules, um, you know, if, if everybody uh, allows me, what I'll do now is I'll sort of just paint a little bit of a picture of what we're going to be talking about. What are mm-hmm. ground rules exactly? Mm-hmm. Now, establishing ground rules. I think all of us agree that in society, we need a set of rules. If you're going to be driving on the road, if you're in the car, um, and, there are no, and there are no rules for the road, no traffic light system, no stop signs, um, no, no words of caution or signs of caution. There would be chaos. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd have complete, you know, we'd have accidents. We'd have, uh, you know, lots of injuries and fatalities oh, yes. just because there aren't any boundaries. So in a very right. simple sense, it is very clear to understand that by creating boundaries, 
and they are non-negotiable boundaries as well. A red light is always a red light. It doesn't mean different things for different people. Mm. It doesn't mean that when you need to rush home that that red light suddenly means something different for you. Or if you're late for a movie that that red light means something different for you. It is red for everybody irrespective of your status, mm. irrespective of where you come from, irrespective of your urgency. It is red, right? Mm. So mm. that creates a sense of calm, creates a, a sense of expectancy that when I'm going on the yeah. road and I follow a certain sense yeah. of order, that I will yeah. feel safe, right? Right. So this is and, the kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, sorry, go on, Shireen. No, uh, yeah, and uh, it also creates a sense of safety, and it's a two-way safety, don't you think, Richard? Like, you know, uh, uh, when you're on the road, you feel safe that okay, when it's red, I am safe, and you're also feeling safe for the other person, and that's what mm -hmm. boundaries are like. When you set boundaries, yes. you're setting them so that you have this boundary ahead of you which you are not crossing so for example you're not teasing somebody else or you're not hurting somebody else and yes. on the other side you also will not allow people to encroach you know yeah. on your side of it and um mm -hmm. you know do the same thing harm you whether it's yeah. physically or emotionally yeah yeah and it comes with certain a certain trust or expectation that's what brings yeah. safety when when you can trust the system and when there is an expectation Uh, you know that's the reason why I guess when we when we travel to countries uh, mm -hmm. to certain countries, it would be easier for us, I guess, to rent a car and drive, yeah. because even though this is new territory, we yeah. know that everyone around is following a certain set of rules. Right, But absolutely. there are certain countries that we go to <laughs> that we'd be like, um, I'd rather not rent a car. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I because, love that example. You know, you just don't know what to expect, and I mean, it's 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 so simple, but it's all to do with safety. Why wouldn't oh, you want to yes. rent a car somewhere because you don't feel safe? Oh my God, I love that example, and that's what families and homes are like. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. when you have a home full of these boundaries, where children know what to anticipate, when they have, you know, when things are predictable, when they know what they can do, what will be accepted, and what will not be accepted, there's such a feeling of safety, and they just yes. grow up with it. But when you have a family, like you, like you said, you know, if I compare it with the country, which doesn't yeah. feel safe, if you have a family where there are no ground rules and everything can be negotiated then yep. you know you just don't feel safe in that space no no that absolutely example. it's uh look that's exactly what you know what i was getting to in a sense that the countries that we were speaking of are, are like families um yep. and and establishing boundaries and establishing safety and trust within families right so what is establishing ground rules perhaps the most important thing is is, is it establishes limits It creates a system where there's mutual respect. Yeah. It creates a system where we can operate peacefully with one another, where we can uh, thrive and have wonderful relationships mm -hmm. with one another. It creates a system of justice. You yeah. mentioned the virtue of justice earlier within the family. And the clearer children are, the clearer they are about what is to be expected, the better their chance of feeling loved and accepted mm -hmm. in their efforts to do the right thing. And of course, kids are going to test the limits. And we, go, we, we will speak about it. They will definitely <laughs> test Always. the limits. But how far they can go mm -hmm. will then result in how much they can trust us. And we'll speak about that a little later. You know, yep. how much 
Yes. Are they able to stretch us or how much can they push our buttons? How much can they manipulate us? Yeah. Um, oh, we'll make a very, very big difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they're always, yeah. Yeah. So let's get started. Sure. I, I'll make a comment now and, mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll sort of go through simple steps. Families with boundaries that are too tight, we know even some of our friends have spoken to us. We know mm-hmm. we, we, we know that they've grown up in households where they better not utter a word at a certain oh. time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard stories where um, you should not even um, walk too loudly mm-hmm. because, you know, if the floor creaks, then you'd get worried. I mean, there, there, there are stories <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so families with boundaries that are too tight, that don't that that honor obedience. That means we want what we want is obedience, yep. but there's no freedom. Mm-hmm. That is an oppressive family. And families yes. with boundaries that are too loose. That's all right. Come and sit with me. Come and have a drink. Come and watch TV. Come and do whatever you want. It doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Too loose, which value freedom, but not obedience. Mm-hmm is chaotic. They're, they're chaotic. It results in chaos. Yep. And the idea is to balance the, that obedience and that freedom. Yes. What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Um, when you have very rigid um, rules in the family, you know, like you said, where you expect children to just blindly obey you, I think there are some dangers in doing that. Firstly, uh, when children are blindly obeying you, they are learning that they have to do something. And they're also learning that, um, you know, they don't matter. They don't matter. Yeah. Their thoughts don't matter. You know, yeah. they have to follow these rules just because you want them for whatever suits you. So firstly, there's no relationship between parent and child. Secondly, they're blindly obeying you and they learn to obey you. And as they grow older, I think I've mentioned this before, you know, it's um, it's not right for children to just obey because they could then in life be obeying other people, which could be detrimental to them so i think um yeah i think families need to this the two words that you used richard you know obedience and freedom are very very important yes Mm. you need to give children some amount of freedom where they do have a word and you need to build that trust you even spoke about trust when you have trust you know uh that's when you can get children to obey you not because you want them to do it but because they see the value in obeying you and i think that's what we need to create yeah no look i completely agree what i liked about what you said is i think if we have a vision of Mm -hmm. what we want our children to become yeah you know, and we've done many activities in parent workshops where, you know, children draw a picture of uh, parents draw a picture of a child and then they start labeling the very traits that they want them to have. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of those traits are I want my child to be courteous. I want them to be respectful. Mm-hmm. I want them to be independent. I want them to be able to solve problems. I want them to yeah. be able to da 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 da. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of parents want degrees for children very early on. <laughs> um, yeah. And yet at the same time, we've got to then reflect, okay. If that's what I want my child to be, that's mm-hmm. where I want them to get, then mm-hmm. what kind of environment am I creating for them yep. which will allow these dispositions to appear? Now, yep. 
I, you know what, you spoke about oppression and obedience. Um, if children are not encouraged to make choices, if children aren't encouraged to contribute towards uh, setting the setting the guidelines or the values and, and boundaries of the family, um, yeah. and they're just supposed to sit and listen, then what makes you think that they're going to be able to, you know, work in a company and actually yeah. be assertive and say, no. well, this is what I think my view is on this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. How are they going to be leaders? If they're always mm. just following what parents are saying, how are they going to lead their own lives? Forget being leaders in, in you know, at work or in, you know, in schools. How are they going to yeah. lead their own lives? Because they've never, uh, they've never been given a sense of trust they've never been given a freedom within limits and that is what we need yeah. to give children you know the freedom within those boundaries so yeah. you know that's what we need to create from a very young age and i think also that you know these boundaries that we create um when i think about boundaries i think we create them based on a family's value system absolutely you know? yes uh, don't you think like, you know, what's uh, some of the boundaries that you might have for your child may be different from some of the boundaries that I might have for my child. So this is yep. the other thing that, you know, parents need to really reflect before creating boundaries. Don't just create boundaries because somebody else has them or some other family has them or doesn't have yep. them. But yep. what are your um, uh, what are your what is your value system? And children will come and tell you, but my friend can do this. Why can't I do it? But so yep. and so can do it, right? That's one of the mm -hmm. most common things they come up with while they're growing. And so yep. uh, as parents, while building boundaries, always be ready to know what is your, what is your family's vision statement? What is yeah. your, what do you want? What do you yeah. believe in? No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, so? I think so. Absolutely, I think. And and these are conversations that you know we need to have together. Um, even children as young as I mean, children in primary school, you know, they come together. They already understand what's important to the family. You know, I've I've heard yeah. my son, you know, have have really important conversations about certain things the family values, certain things yeah. that are important. We speak mm -hmm. about the past all the time. We 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 like to. Um, we, we like to do a lot of, you know, uh, activities or conversations that really honor the spirit of the family um, mm -hmm. by speaking about grandparents, by speaking mm -hmm. about in the olden days, where we've actually come from, why we do certain things now. Um, mm -hmm. So so there's a lot of that understanding of the value system of the family, that it's not mm -hmm. just sort of plopped out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. But yes, I do agree. Um, as long as we involve children in the process, um, Hopefully, there'll, there'll be uh, less yeah. resistance. Yeah, um, involve them in the process. And I think also um, we need to be, uh, you know, we, we need to follow certain things. Like for me, when I think of setting boundaries, first, I always reflect on what are, what is my value system for my family. Secondly, you need to look at, you know, there are certain boundaries that will require the law, okay, to be used. So, for example, I know that when my... Yeah. My kids were 17, uh, you know, they said they had friends who were 16 and were driving around and their parents allowed them to drive around because they could drive. But for me, it was, no, I'm sorry, I do not agree with that, you know. So I had set a boundary that was kind of um, influenced by the law, you know, that you cannot drive till you have a license. And then I also think that sometimes the third yeah. thing that I think uh, impacts the way we build boundaries is also very contextual. We do have boundaries, but there are certain times, you know, when a child is maybe unwell, when the situation is, I mean, like 
like now, you know, it's it's COVID time. I know that so mm. many parents have um, very strict boundaries and rules about how much TV or, you know, screen time children can have. But because the, the yeah. context is such that children yeah. can't go out, they've had to flex certain boundaries. And it's very important then to tell children that, okay, this boundary is only being flexed because the situation is like this. So for me, these are the three things you family system, yeah. the law, and, um, you know, the context of it. Look, one of the, fir- one of the first things that I think of is, um, I- I've, heard, I've heard this from a lot of famous people, you know, when they speak about their households and when they were growing up, that, mm-hmm. you know, my mother told me that I had to mm-hmm. come back before a certain time, no dinner before homework, and no something, or no playtime before something. Of course, yeah. the idea was very no, no, no at that time in terms <laughs> of uh, a lack of positive language. But yeah. uh, what I take away from that is there were very, very simple rules. Right. You want to go out and play, you go out and play, but make sure you're back home by this time. If you come right. back if you come back home later than this, there's no dinner on the table for you. So it was very, very simple. <laughs> so they understood that yeah. I can do anything in the world, but I have to follow these three to four things. Right. Now, Although what I would do very quickly is change the language around that. Right. Um, yeah. Because try telling a child from 2021, no, 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 no. And you know what you're going to get back. Um, yeah, exactly and, that big no. But, yeah. But the second thing, but, but the most important thing that I take away from that is very successful people have come from households where they had boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were very, very simple and they were easy to follow. It mm-hmm. was very specific. It was very moderate. There weren't like 10 or 15 rules or right. commandments that they had to follow. Nothing yeah. was overcomplicated. Nothing yeah. was ambiguous. It was very yeah. direct. And yes. that's my takeaway from that, that there should be no more than maybe four, five, six, maybe ground rules um, at, at, at most at any one time. Um, yeah. And as we create these rules, we focus on the core virtues that need to be practiced. So rather than saying, no, 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 yeah. um, we focus on, like, let's say, no hitting. Then we'd obviously have to say that in this household we are peaceful and right. we treat each other. We treat we treat each other kindly in words and mm-hmm. actions, right? Yep. So it's very yep. very simple. We are peaceful people and we are kind people, whether it's in mm-hmm. words or actions, right? Yeah. Yes. So and 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 remember that it applies to everybody. These rules are yes. not just for the kids. These rules right. are for everyone because oh, we're role yes. models as well. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. You know, do unto others that you would have them do mm. unto you. So I think, yes, I really like what you said, you know, about using that positive language. I think uh, we've spoken about this before. The brain, you know, really processes what it doesn't process the the no and the don't, but it processes the verb, you know, or it processes the virtue, the mental image that it creates. So when you tell them be responsible, then, you know, they've all, they've got an image of what responsibility is like. And I think the other thing, you know, to add on to what you said about not having too many rules, having them simple, using positive language uh, is about being very clear, you know, having the why behind the rule. You know, yeah. sometimes parents set rules and they do not explain. It's very authoritative and it's like, mm-hmm. this is the rule. But I think when we explain the rule to children, okay, and mm-hmm. when we explain them, if we do not have a very logical explanation, which sometimes happens, you know, sometimes, um, like, like I remember my kids when they were 17, 18, and, you know, it was like every birthday party was like a sleepover. 
right? And they would come and tell me, but, you know, every everybody else allows their kids to sleep over what's wrong. Why can't I, mm. you know? So mm. sometimes you don't find the logic to explain it to children. Then mm. you can then say that it is it is a set of values that I have and I believe in. And I would expect you to respect that. So then I would yeah. just tell them, yes, maybe their families allow them and that's fine. But I would allow yeah. you to go and have a sleepover if it was an occasion. And secondly, if, um, you know, I knew the parents of the, you know, the person whose house you're sleeping over at. And I think when, yeah. you, when you start to do that, then they they start to understand that, oh, okay, that's your value system. Because sometimes you can't use logic to explain. There are times, don't you think so, Richard? Yeah. Have you? I don't know if you've ever yeah. experienced that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I probably still got a long way to go uh, <laughs> in terms of in terms of experience. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I completely resonate with you and agree that mm -hmm. um, there are some things that are difficult to explain. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the times that revolves around not just the way we do things in our house, but our faiths and our beliefs as well. Um, you know, those yeah. are sometimes very difficult to explain when there are certain things mm -hmm. that we ask our children to do. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it, it could be certain religious things that, that uh, sometimes kids need to wear or have on them, uh, what yeah. they are allowed to do or not allowed to do. And then when they go to school, um, yeah. you know, they see certain kids not, not having to sort of uh, have to do those things. Right. Um, so these are these are you know times for conversations uh, and teachable moments with families, and mm -hmm. I feel quite a lot of the time, you know, when the kids have been brought up in a certain way, they really value, you know, their oh, parents. Yes. They yeah. they value as as long as it's not an imposition. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of value and there's a lot of respect um, yes. as far as those yes. things are concerned. But back yes. to like you know the positive and negative language. Yeah. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like let's say if you were saying no hitting. Yeah. Um, we don't hit in this house. So we gave the example of being peaceful. You know, we are peaceful and kind in this house. We, we, we reflect that in our actions and words. Yeah. But other things could be, you know, uh, a lot of families don't like eating in the living room. We right. only eat on the dining table. Right. You know, so yeah. we say we do not eat in the living room. We only mm -hmm. eat here. But mm -hmm. some of the things that we could speak about is a virtue of cleanliness. Yes. And, and, and being orderly. So we can say, right, we keep our house clean by only eating on the dining table or only yes. eating in the pantry. Yes. So it's a clear boundary. We yes. keep our house clean by only eating. You, you've clearly set out very specifically mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. we eat. We yeah. don't then need, we don't need to say we don't eat in the living room. We don't eat in the bathroom. We don't eat yes. in the garage. We don't eat. So, you know, I, the reason why I'm saying that is there are many, many other places where we don't eat. We don't have to mention yeah. the living room. What we need right. to mention is where we do it. Exactly. And what I really like about what you said, Richard, is, you know, you, you mentioned that we need to be clean. And when you give that explanation, right, the minute mm. you give the explanation to the children, instead of saying, you know, we're not going to eat here and you explain we're going to eat here mm. because we want to keep the house clean. You're not mm -hmm. going to get a why from them <laughs> if you don't have the explanation. Children and you tell them we can't eat here and we have to eat you know, somewhere else, the next question would be, why can't we do that? So I really like how you phrased it. You put the reason along with the little rule so they already see it and they don't have to question it. Sometimes, right, when we do not explain to the children 
um, why we've set certain boundaries, what happens is um, they just don't want to um, follow the boundary. They just, you know, because they don't understand the meaning behind it. We've not been clear enough maybe sometimes. And they just, you know, cross those boundaries. They break the rules. And again, they maybe they're trying to test you, but they just break the rules because they don't see the value in them, right? Yeah. So what would you do, um, you know, in such a situation? With your child. Look, I feel, I feel hopefully before we start putting these boundaries, you know, with a fridge magnet (laughs) up on the refrigerator (laughs) and everywhere Mm -hmm. else, that unless we've had a collective discussion, first Mm -hmm. and foremost, about what these Mm -hmm. things mean and why, why they're important, um, I feel there's no point, you know, I, 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 sorry, I should take that back. There is a point, but you Mm -hmm. may have a struggle. You may have Mm -hmm. this thing that you're talking about. What if they keep breaking the rules? Hmm. chances are that if we've come up with it together and we've mm-hmm. shown, you know, the virtue of cooperation, we've shown the virtue of trust amongst right. one another, we, we can right. show that we can be trustworthy and reliable in our family, in our family unit. Chances mm-hmm. are that, you know, it won't get broken. But mm-hmm. we know that children will make mistakes. We right. know that things will go wrong. We know that they will get caught up in the moment where there's a sudden urge, urge to maybe go and hit somebody because they're so upset and they can't control their emotions. Yes, yes, you know, yes, It doesn't yes. make you a less peaceful family, but that's your teachable moment. What do you do at yeah. that point in time? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I would, I would try and alert parents to the fact that the punishment, mm-hmm. if I can use that word very loosely, mm-hmm. must fit the crime. Mm-hmm. You know, quite often we, we see kids making a mess And we say, I can't believe you've done this. You're grounded for one week. Mm -hmm. Now, they could be grounded for one week. Grounded Mm -hmm. from what? Grounded from going out and playing, for example. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But what does that do to teach them about making that mess? Yep, exactly. So whenever we look at consequences, we have to look at what can they do to fix the problem that was created in the first place? Right. Yeah. What virtue was missing? When they made a mess, cleanliness was missing. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't respect yeah. they didn't respect who whosoever's property, for example, mm-hmm. and cleanliness was missing. So let's yeah. let's address that. Right. You know, I expected yeah. you to be clean and respect that we respect each other's property. Right. You know, yep. in this household. So right. I need you to please clean this up right now. Yeah. Right? Very clear. And Very clear. and there is nothing else that you can do. Until right. this has been cleaned to my satisfaction. Okay. They'll or, scream, or the they'll shout. Yeah. 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 They'll scream, they'll shout, they'll whine, they'll, no, mom, I gotta go. I'm supposed to leave in five <laughs> minutes. My friend's coming yeah. to pick me up. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yep. Yep. I understand that. Yep. You can pick up the phone, you can tell your friend you'll be late. You don't have to go to wherever yep. you were gonna go, but this needs right. to get done first. Yep. So yep. 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 the punishment, again, if I use that word, matches the crime. You made a mess, you clean it up. Right. You make a mess and you get grounded for a week from playing mm -hmm. video games. It's only creating resentment and it doesn't teach the child anything. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, Consequences need to be educative. And and Mm. I think that's what you were trying to explain. Mm -hmm. Um, They need to teach. And sometimes there are, uh, you know, especially with older kids and if they're not with you, okay, Mm -hmm. they, they may not have rules and they may break the rules which they have set for themselves yeah 
And in that case, also what happens is they have natural consequences, right? I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. So for example, you have an 18-year-old who doesn't have a rule about how much he or she should drink and they've yeah. had too much to drink, you yeah. know. Uh, they're going to feel horrible. And in that case, the consequence, again, becomes educative and teaches them a lesson. So in both yeah. ways, with young children, you set these, you make sure they're they're teachable, they're educative. And with yeah. older kids, you know, sometimes they have to experience it to draw, um, to make their own boundaries um, and, you know, live by them. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it could be, uh, there's another thing that I could do or I could give an example of. So let's say you're an older kid um, going home, attending a friend's birthday party or whatever it is. And and we've set a rule that you're supposed to be back, you know, by dinner yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that's very, very clear. That's an expectation. Nothing yeah. beyond seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now, the child comes back a little later than that. Mm-hmm. Now, there could be genuine reasons. Mm-hmm. There could have been traffic. Yeah. Something happened in the car. Whatever it is. But the analogy that I want to use here is that these boundaries are fences of safety. Yeah. And I want to go back to the virtue that we started off at the top of the program, which is the virtue of assertiveness, Mm -hmm. right? When Mm -hmm. we expect, we stand on our own holy ground and we set boundaries without guilt, which means seven o'clock is seven o'clock. Correct. Now, if there's traffic and we say, yes, we understand I know you called me. I know you informed me. It's fine. 7.15, hurry up, go wash up, come. <laughs> More often than not, that's 7.15 because yep. mom's okay with it. Last time I came, yep. mom's okay with it. What's going to happen to that 7.15? Yeah, 7.30. 7.30. 7.45. It's going to yeah. stretch. Yep. Yeah. But if the consequences were set at the beginning, mm-hmm. that I'm sorry if you can't, you know, if we need to trust you and you need to be reliable and be back at 7. Yeah. Yes. If you can't, yes. if you can't, mm-hmm then I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you will not be able to do the outing next week. Oh, right? Yes. Yes, so it's very simple. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, only do it when, you can, when we can trust you and you're reliable. Brilliant. I love that. And this is why you see some children who are constantly, you know, when they come to school, they're constantly late. Yeah. No boundaries, you know. And there yeah. are some children who are there on time, whether yeah. it's raining, it's flooding, yeah. or it's a normal day, you yeah. know. And it's yeah. really I take I take school with a different thing, though. I mean... <laughs> with with school, with, with school, I find it, especially with younger children, mm-hmm. um, I find it very difficult in, you know, the old system where I guess the children are sort of told that they're late, you know, and they're told off and sort of made an example of. But mm-hmm. I feel with younger children, uh, with younger children, a lot of the responsibility uh, lies at home um, mm-hmm. about the expectations that are created as to what time they get up, what time they're able to sort yep. of get out of bed and stuff like yep. that, you know, so... Yep. So I feel schools have to take a lot more of a compassionate approach as to when kids are actually getting to school, simply mm-hmm. because we cannot control their home routine, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, because quite often the children are actually coming late, but mm-hmm. it's because there is another issue at home, which we uh, cannot yeah. control. So it's, it's yeah. not as black and white for me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the time when then, you know, partnerships work, when the school and parents, you know, create a partnership and come up with something that is going to um, help both to keep this boundary there. Otherwise, children will manipulate that either way. Yeah, 100%. And it's time for the school to set up and also also be assertive that this is the expectation. And how can we do to help you? And how can we do it together in partnership, basically? So in conclusion, 
In yeah. conclusion, there's a couple of things when, when thinking of consequences mm-hmm. we need to think of. If we're going to ask questions, what did you do? Who did it? How should you be punished? Mm-hmm. Then we are sort of in a courtroom with lawyers and cops. We're, <laughs> we're literally treating it like a crime. Mm. Right? Yep. But if we are thinking about it as positive discipline, as seeds that need to bloom, yep. then we need to ask questions that are supportive in the developmental process. That's something that is going to make the child grow beyond this point. And yes, the type of questions could be, well, tell me what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You want to know what happened. You genuinely want to know what happened. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Was there anyone hurt? Including the person that actually did something. Yes. Because oh, that person yes. could be hurt too. It's not just a victim yes. that's hurt. Oh, but yes. the perpetrator could also be hurt. Yeah. Um, and what do you need at this time? So I feel like, you know, when you're asking those kind of questions, you're mm-hmm. asking questions that allow children to process this. Um, yes. And quite often, they will actually come up with their own reasoning in a very mature way when you're yes. trusting them with the process. Yes, words matter. Words yeah. really matter. And, you know, even even as we talk, when we use the word punishment, I mean, it's to me, it's like an obsolete word now. Yeah. But, you know, it matters. How yeah. you say it, what you say definitely makes a difference in the way children are going to cooperate with you. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, while we're talking about all these boundaries, to me, the easy way to remember, and, and I'd like to share, I really like mnemonics, and mm. I'd like to share mm-hmm. the mnemonic of a cake, you mm. know, which um, which just makes, you know, like there are four ingredients which makes boundaries easy to remember. And yeah. just think of a cake, and the C is confidence. I think parents need to be very confident about their own family values and confident about setting rules and mentoring their children you know Mm -hmm. don't feel guilt be confident if you've set a rule you know you've set it against your own values and then the a is about being assertive just like you said earlier richard you know be assertive and do what is right yeah and it's it's a virtue to be assertive we need to be assertive and the k is parents need to also be kind Too much of rigidity is not going to work. Children want that loving and kind. Um, They need that loving and kind um, disposition from parents. Mm -hmm. And so we need to draw a balance. And finally, the E is be enthusiastic. Mm. Role model all those boundaries. You know, make boundaries seem uh, positive. Make them seem something that we all need to live with. You know, so don't make them uh, sound like punitive things that only children need. No, be enthusiastic about every boundary because it it guides you to live your life. And so it can also guide your child to live his or her life. Yeah, wonderful. Excellent. Anything that makes it easier to remember. So, yeah, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Shireen, um, uh, why don't you take this opportunity as well to read the back of the assertiveness card? Lovely. I will now. Those... Thou reckon thyself as a puny form when within thee the universe is folded. Imam Ali. The practice of assertiveness. I speak my truth with confidence. I value the gifts I have to give. I stand up for what I think is right. I honor my own worth. I set clear boundaries. I know I am worthy of respect. 
I am thankful for the gift of assertiveness. It is the guardian of my dignity. <laughs> What do you think, Richard? Yeah, look, it's it's it pretty much sums up everything that we spoke about. I mean, each yeah. and every one of those statements. Yes. Uh, I speak my truth with confidence. I think we need to be enthusiastically confident about what we say. We we, yeah. we can't we can't waver. Um, um, yeah, I think. Oh, maybe it was uh, no 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 time for yeah. that. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. We can have another family meeting <laughs> to discuss this at a later <laughs> time. But if the rules are set, then they're set. Yes. Um, I value the gifts I have to give. I think parents need to realize by setting a culture where healthy mm-hmm. boundaries are there and created collaboratively um, that these this is actually a gift to our child, a Lovely. gift of trust, a gift of orderliness, a gift of how we can value each other within a safe environment and zone. It's yes. truly a gift. Yes. Standing up for what we think is right, whether some people believe it or not, if you believe it's right, um, you know, that's that's you being principled. Mm-hmm. honoring your worth setting clear boundaries and worthy of respect i think that's really really important and in this whole new age 2021 21st century parent as a buddy let's put our feet huh. up and let's you know no yeah doesn't i mean work. It, all that's good and it's it sort of probably has its place sometimes but you know yeah. what we are worthy of respect and so is the child Yes. So is the child, but um, we totally. need to draw our lines. Yes, I totally agree. And I think, um, hope all the parents listening today uh, do use this as a reflective listen and actually um, go back to your children and talk about family values because it's going to really help you collaborate and have your own um, your own boundaries with your children as young as they are or as old as they are. What I really wanted to add as well, that quote, dost thou reckon thyself a puny form when within thee the universe is folded, um, has obviously a spiritual uh, anchor to it. And I'm guessing what it means, my interpretation of it is, we think that we're only a mere human body, but within that, the entire universe can unfold. So... When you take that as a cue or as an example from all, all of the religions and spiritual scriptures, if you like, that if within the confines of the human body, you can connect with the universe, boundaries have within themselves limitless possibilities. Because within boundaries, within boundaries itself, you find liberation. Within boundaries itself, you find creativity. You become more creative when the rules and the parameters are set and you need to find solutions within them, if you think about it, right? There are, there are limits to budget. There are limits to materials that you can use. There are limits to what's economically possible. And within all of these boundaries or limits, you come up with products that change the world. So everywhere you look, there are boundaries. There are guidelines, there are restrictions, but within that, beautiful stories come up. So I don't see boundaries as restricting. I see them truly as gifts where creativity, freedom, everything can thrive within a safe space. Yes, I agree, Richard. Very reflective. We evolve with boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks everyone again for joining us and um, we'll see you again uh, next week. Um, And again, 
please engage with us through our website, govirtues.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook at GoVirtues. Please send us a message. Let us know what you think. If you have any ideas, any suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Until next time, stay safe. God bless. Bye. Bye, Bye, Richard. And thank you, everyone, for listening.